You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, Seminole Headlines podcasters? Thanks so much for listening to the program. As always, the podcast brought to you in part by our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Today, no different. Appreciate them enabling us to do this for you. What else they'll do for you is uh, work hard throughout the state to ensure uh, that the insurance companies are doing the right thing and they're not acting in bad faith. Uh, they will they'll get after the insurer if they are. They'll inspect and assess the loss on your behalf. By the way, they are throughout the state. Just because an insurance company tells you no or there's a certain amount that they're willing to give out doesn't mean that's the end of the story. Find out more. Go to policyadvocate.com. That'd be policyadvocate.com. Or call 888-904-2524. Onward we go with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols, and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues right now. This hour brought to you by Ride and Die, Heather Birch, Dr. Birch, Birch Orthodontics, Best in the business by far. I'm kind of oddly, and I, I, I kind of intimated as much during the last uh, Seminole headlines, I'm kind of I'm dreading a little bit going over to see Dr. Birch. Not because of any lack of professionalism or excellence, but because my son needs a good tongue lashing, needs to be talked to. Mm, he's going to get it, About man. the uh, inconsistencies involving – we're on the home stretch Dr. Birch has sung his praises for hanging in there and doing all of the right things, and he got loose. He's screwing up the ending. He won't do as he's told. And really, my kid's 13. My oldest is 13 right now, and you guys who are out there have gone through the stage of 12, 13, 14, you know it's not the best of times. Mm. They're not exactly <laughs> likable people at 13. Right. You love them. You don't always like them. And they do think they know everything at 13, which is impossible. I have to leave the room sometimes, guys. I got to leave the room because I don't want to be the guy that yells all the time. Right. But I feel compelled to yell all the time these days. <laughs> I just go outside. I look I look at their mother, and then I walk outside. Mm. Like, you handle this kid. You go chop a tree. I'm about to throw him through a gl- <laughs> gonna, glass window. You talk to him. I'm going to go chop a tree. Yeah, I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to build something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's aggravating. But but he's going to have to pay a very valuable lesson to pay his dues. When he goes back, she's going to go, I gave you these bands for a reason, young man. I was about to complete the masterpiece. My Picasso was almost done, and here you are effing up the works. Yeah. She'll, she'll even drop that. You know, your parents are paying good money for this. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, in fact, all the Dr. Tricks. Birch, if you're listening, we are paying good money for this, so let's go ahead and drop that down. Let's make that yeah. work. But if you, uh, if you or your kids need any orthodontic work, check out birchorthodontics.com. Set up a free consultation. They've got payment plans, best customer service. They do the best work. And uh, hopefully your kids will uh, you know, listen to you more than maybe uh, Jeff Well, it's a, Yeah, listen, it's a PSA for everybody out there. I'm, I'm helping you out. You know, listen, sh- tell your kids. Let your kids hear this. Do you hear the desperate man on the radio, son? Mm. Don't do that to me. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Listen to the anger in his voice. <laughs> you know, this, the sadness that just washes over his every word. It is the worst, man. Were we, I, I guess we, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we were. You about to ask way. if we were yeah. crazy when we were, yeah, of course we were. Imagine I, me as a 13 year old. Like, you, I think I know every, I, 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 I thought I knew everything now. when yeah. I was seven. Um, so yeah, I was 13. I can't imagine how bad. Well, yeah, I can. Cause I have a son that's the exact same way. I'm getting, it's getting tougher and tougher, isn't it, Corey? Oh, my gosh. Ira, man. I know you had girls, so, or you have girls, so was it, what did I you I think do? the temptation to smack them is less with girls. With girls, yeah. You know. With men, because we're, we're hostile creatures as men. If I had a 13-year-old boy li- li- lipping off to me, I think I'd have well, a hard it, time. It never, it's always got to be the last word. Oh, and I, and I told Brady, I was like, dude, you have no idea how much smarter I am than you. You can't comprehend it. <laughs> And it's not because I'm you sure have a well you have you. a low IQ. It's because you you have a high IQ, but you haven't lived life. You, you don't know what anything. you're talking you've about. You've never been anywhere you, and you, done anything. You have no idea. You don't even know how much a carton of milk costs. Right, gallon of milk, gallon of milk. They have cartons too. Uh, yeah, I know, but I'm in a. We're gallon. going to 1952 Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want uh, a carton of right. milk. Hold on one second though. Two dollars. What do you think? Uh, this is going to be good, Corey. It doesn't a, matter. A, a gallon of milk right now. At, at a local grocery store, give me just within forty cents of what you think it is. I'm going to say a gallon of milk, three eighty nine. That's Damn, close. Yeah, that's really, okay. Really yeah. good. When's hey, the last time you purchased a gallon? Uh, of milk? It was. A, it was. A, luckily, Brady started getting into cereal, so that's okay, why I know. Right. That's hey, why I had. A, aside, I was going to say thirty dollars. This is a very. <laughs> this is a very lucky thing. Ricky Gervais one time was asked about how much a carton of milk costs. Really? And he turned it around because he knew what the interview was doing, was trying to show how out of touch he was because he was fabulously wealthy. And he said to the interviewer, I don't know, but here's $1,000. We're not covering it. <laughs> we're not covering it. <laughs> that's funny. Man, how good is yeah. that? I was like, well played, Ricky. Oh, well played. So, yeah, that's the 13-year-olds can be. It's like, man, you, you, you can't argue this. You don't know what you're talking about. Please understand you don't. But they don't. They just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, your approach is better than mine. My approach oftentimes is to get really frustrated, say nothing, and then at some point scream out and walk out of mm, the room. Yeah, no, I haven't done that yet. Healthy. That's not healthy, I don't think. Um, so, you know, I, I have to... Uh, and I'm getting better at it. I don't do it as often as I once did. I just nod. They're frustrating. They're they're maddening. I know it's a stage. Everything's a stage. You got good ones, bad ones. So we'll get through it. All right, Preston writes. Good to hear Jefferson Pilot, Sweet Pea, and the Sarge are back in studio. <laughs> Jefferson Pilot. <laughs> oh, you're you're not the Sarge. You're the Sage. Sorry. Oh, uh, the, the Sage. Sarge is better though. Yeah, I the like Sarge the Sarge. Is better. Sorry, Preston. We're gonna call Ira the Sarge from now on. It's the white hair. Back in studio and not sounding like they're doing the show from submarines this week. Since Ira seems to be the only one without enough broadcast professionalism to have a decent microphone. Ooh, Ira. Since I'm the only, I don't have one? Oh, man, I'm misreading this left and right. You are the I only one. I was going to say, yeah, yeah mine's yeah, usually yeah. better than your guys. No, right? I thought mine sounded spectacular last week. That's why I was confused by this uh, assertion. Uh, guess that comes with age. Are you all for or against playoff expansion? I think four teams is awful. I like the BCS personally, but if you go playoffs, it has to be eight. And drop the ridiculous conference championship games. Thoughts? 
I would have stayed with the BCS or an and one sort of. And well, the BS compared to this, because this has been awful. Yeah, I've hated BCS every minute of this. Yeah. But I think an eight-team playoff, you'll have better games. There'll be some excitement. There'll be some exciting games. It's not Alabama thumping everyone. Um, and like Alabama, we'll play a close game, but there's a, their first game, typically they're beating a team that or doesn't anybody's belong. anybody's first game against Notre Dame is a 50-point it's, it's, win. It's a 30 or 40-point <laughs> win. Right, yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you could bring that up when you see the Notre Dame fans yeah. rolling Stop into going Tallahassee. To you don't want you ruin the sport. You don't you ruin the sport. And how about joining there. a conference? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I would like the eight team. If it, They're going to expand. Because I just think the fourteen playoff has been a disaster. I think it's been awful. Well, it's, it's been awful football, and it has been bad for the sport. Eight teams, you get more teams involved, you get more teams competing for that spot, and maybe it'll make the sport better. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, I've, I've thought they should have gone to eight from the beginning. And, and the people who are like, well, you're still going to have the same debate about who's eight and who's nine. I don't care about the I don't care about the nineteen. Yeah, 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 exactly. Go home crying. Um, <laughs> But yeah. it, the you know the other the other problem besides the quality of play is it has diminished you know it's what Jimbo complained about at the time it has diminished the regular season it's diminished if you're not in the playoff there's a feeling like your season was a disaster oh yeah bowl games don't matter the exhibition season has and, been called out for what it is now and yeah. that's that's disappointing it is disappointing especially for those of us who lived it in the 80s where if you went to the cotton bowl it was a big damn yeah. deal yeah it was cool yeah it was really cool right oh i mean yeah there was a ton of those yes the bowl the yeah. sugar bowl they like all Deion a intercepting a pass with eight seconds left yeah. in the sugar bowl he wouldn't have been playing in the game yeah, I mean, no, if it was, it was now yeah. yeah i mean when i was covering florida and they played like notre dame in the sugar bowl and west virginia in the sugar bowl no, you know no, nobody was going to win the national championship in that game but newspapers would send reporters there for a full week. Well, oh, now it was slammed. The, the Superdome like was packed. Like the existence of newspapers. Well, uh, well, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, there was a there was the interest was so high. The interest was so high. Now it's like, man, people are like, "There's a bowl game on tonight." Yeah. Well, Alabama's really hurt everything. Really, Alabama and Clemson. I mean, it's been yeah. it's two teams dominating Ohio State's the sport. Also, in that conversation. Yeah, but it's three. But when the college basketball season starts, nobody was like, "Man, Baylor's gonna Baylor's gonna be no. unbelievable no. this year." Like you knew they were gonna be really good, but it it was an up for debate who was gonna win. Now it's always the three same three teams. Well, and I, I don't know that eight teams is gonna change that. But you'll have better games in that first quarterfinal round. But college football has a larger problem than four or eight, and that is again a situation where the really I mean, the proletariat, which is the rest of college football, not named Alabama, Ohio State, or Clemson right now, can't compete. It's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, gone are the days where you find teams from lesser conferences that have a chance at a once in a decade run at some sort of play. Like that, we've talked about it before, but that 84 BYU team does not exist today. It cannot yeah. happen. Well, um, they would, but it, with an expansion, they would probably get one of those. Now, they weren't going to win the national championship, they the national but championship. they would have gotten And in the they playoff. also shouldn't have been where they were. They, of but course, yeah, they should That system was messed up, too. Um, think about that system. So, think about this. So, so, what year did Saban get to Alabama? 2007? Five? Seven. Because oh, he lost to Xavier Lee. So, in, so Rivals is doing this thing. This is, their, this is the 20th anniversary of them doing rankings uh, online. So, it's 20 years they've been doing that since 2001. And so, they went back and they're ranking the top – 20 number one classes like the t- the teams that won the number one right. recruiting ranking all 20 years and ranking them in those 20 years guess how many times alabama had the number one class in the country in 20 years 11 9 9 9 yeah and all of them since 2008 so it's so nine of the last 13 years they had the number one class in the country in 2008 9 11 12 13 14 16 17 21 I did that thing about five stars in the draft when Marvin didn't get drafted. And I look back at how five stars do at other teams. 
like Florida State in 2012, 2012, I think, the year Florida State had five or six five stars. And and, and in the over the last decade, Florida State's had or the last, you know, however many years, Florida State's had a lot of five stars. Alabama, it's insane. It's all five I mean, stars. It's like it's not even a, the same sport. And then you give them the best coach in the country and the best facilities and the best, and the best staff support. and the NFL NFL coaches are coming to be analysts. Yes. I mean, it's freaking ridiculous. It's, I'm starting to blame the kids. Like have some stop drive. going to Alabama. Go, go somewhere else and try to do something for another school. Well, but that's also the larger conversation too. What do you do to disperse the talent more evenly? Is it possible? Do you have fewer scholarships? Do you do which won't fly for people? What do you do? Um, because it, it is awfully difficult to tell a kid who wants to go to the NFL not I to go to one of the cap, NFL factories. You should cap how many five stars you're allowed to have commit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can only get three, Nick. So you better choose wisely. Well, I tell you one thing: you can do is stop allowing people to have. <clears throat> You know, in perpetuity, the number of assistants they want to have or analysts they want to have. Well, for sure. Stop having 75 analysts yeah. if you can afford it. That, no, man. I don't need a former head coach at a, at a Power 5 school scouting an opponent nine weeks out from the game. Yeah. And that's the only team they're going to watch because that's the one they're assigned to. That's what to. I'd do if I was the czar or the commissioner. I would I would limit that. And it's a it's a level playing field throughout. That's what it should be. Like the NFL, man. The NFL is level. I mean, you, some coaches are much, much better than others. Their players are better. Yeah. But same salary cap, same number of assistants. Yeah, that league is built around going 8-8. Eight and eight. If you are perpetually sub-500, your organization is run I've poorly. got a good uh, comparison, guys. So stock car racing. All the cars oh, are built the same. Go. They're all built go. the same, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's supposed to be who the better driver is because they all have the same engines, the same uh, yeah. I thought you were specs. Big F1 Rules and no, but that was my yeah. point coming up. F1, it doesn't matter. You spend your money on whatever you spend it on. And, and if Mercedes it, you'll win has time. a ton of money, so they buy the best driver, this guy named Lewis Hamilton. Yes, we know. Well, we know the best that's it. ever lived, yeah. guys. Oh, yes. Um, he also has the best car. So that that's why, he, exactly. It's the best driver in the best car. It's unbeatable. He may not be the best driver. That's actually up for debate. I don't, yeah, I don't know how that works. I mean, he's in the best car. He's Could in we by win? far the best car. Could I win a Formula <laughs> One-way race no, if I was his car? No. Yeah. I think yeah, if, if, I, if you got like a two weeks of practice, two weeks, and I'm it, just not even in the car, but like going to an arcade and doing one of the driving. I think you might need to be in the car, in the car to yeah. see how that feels. Yeah. Two hundred down the straight, but uh, yeah. So I think that's what this is. It's Alabama is Lewis Hamilton. They Preston, have the best driver in the best car. Do you see what you did here, Preston? Yeah, your question was outstanding, but it elicited ten minutes of us prattling on about other things that didn't have anything to do with your question. Well, we got a Lewis Hamilton. That's in what there, we got to do. Yeah, they should go to eight teams. William writes. Oh, what about? Oh, would you ever think about more than eight? Man, I'd do 64. Who cares at this point? Start it in October. <laughs> that would draw some real interest. Oh, then your season's over God. by uh, by October 10th. You're like, well, our season's <laughs> over. We're out of the tournament. William writes, a little late with the post, but I don't see any posts on Twitter yet. Thanks for the great content. I love what Coach Norvell and his staff are doing with recruiting and the transfer portal, but I wish he could cut dead weight, quote-unquote, also known as certain offensive linemen. Is there any reason he can't? Yes, we don't have any depth, really, at the position. Well, but and, there are some guys that you know aren't going to play, even if you don't do that just you don't they want suck. because that's a bad look to those high school coaches and those that word gets around that you're treating kids that you recruited terribly and you can only bring in 25 new players a year anyway so yeah. you wouldn't be able to replace them just because you cut them now you if, if a player is not living up to the standards and, and he's got an awful attitude poorly, yeah you can boot him from the team you can certainly encourage them to go find work else if he's trying hard if he's a yeah, good if worker he he's just not right, good going to class working hard he just sucks well that's the previous you, that's, regime's fault for recruiting yeah, the i was kids. gonna say it's yeah. the school's fault yeah some of the headlines 97.9 ESPN radio continues in a moment seminal headlines 
Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Back to headliner questions we roll. Let's get to Michael Wrights. Given the success of FSU soccer, softball, men's tennis, women's tennis, volleyball, beach volleyball, golf, track and field, badminton. How are we not wall-to-wall on Packer and Durham every day? (laughs) 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 Oh, I knew that was coming. By the way, that's hashtag director's cup for that ass. There was a moment last night in the soccer game where they went to the Director's Cup standings and left it up on the screen for and, five minutes and, while the game was going and on. And neither team that was playing neither was team. on the top ten. So Only, why it was even dude, up there? It was, I was, once again, that was as bad a broadcast yeah. as there is. And I'm not necessarily faulting the two announcers who were obviously very excited for Santa Clara, but what were we doing from a production standpoint? Like... I think random dudes got to be in the truck that day. Yeah. Like, hey. It could have been really like, bring your kid to, to work the director's day. Cup. <laughs> hey, they're back playing. Dude, get that thing what? off. The, get that graphic I don't know. What button is that? What button yeah, is what that? Do do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> it was weird. I mean, so you noticed it too. Yeah, I did. It well, because I there. thought, I, I knew Florida I was pretty sure Florida State wasn't in the top 10, although they, I'm not sure they may be after the spring, but but I... I was like, is Santa Clara in the top 10? How could they be in the top 10? And they weren't. They like, were just so, showing it to show yeah, it? Yeah, they were just yeah, showing it. Oh. And they wanted you to see that Director's Cup. They yeah. were very pumped about it. Nick writes, gents, you've talked about this some already, but do you think the state of baseball is getting worse by the year? Strikeouts and home runs have increased substantially, but runs per game has stayed about the same. Most of the offensive stats have taken nosedives. Are we ever going to see baseball with hitters like Tony Gwynn and Pete Rose again? Well, baseball will do what it's always done. It will adjust. We've had dead ball eras before and different things that have rendered the game somewhat impotent. At some point, the powers that be recognize the declining popularity of a sport directly related to the fact that the ball's not put in play and they move the mound back or they do something along those lines and i don't suppose this will be too much longer of this before that happens yeah and i think the the whole money ball era of of uh stolen bases like they don't mean anything it's yeah, not, not worth valuable. it valuable I, I i hope that gets turned around too and if you watch i know it's college baseball it's not mlb but Vanderbilt, all I do, Ira, is watch SEC baseball. Well, you're apparently. also a big fan of Vanderbilt. Uh, but Jesus, I it am, comes up but once a week. Their leadoff hitter is uh, this very fast slap hitter, and I think he's got. I think they showed a stat where he's got more stolen bases than every SEC team but one. Wow! And he leads the world in runs scored. He's been thrown. I think he's like forty out of forty-four. It is a great commodity. That yeah. kid slaps a single, There's and he's value. on. He's and, on third. And what you don't, and they never like. It's like it's not factored in the equation of how it affects a pitcher. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, Ricky uh, Anderson was one of the greatest oh five players to ever play because of that factor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from watching the last few seasons, and you guys watching spring football this season, how do you think this team will handle adversity this season? Also, what would you consider a successful season from uh, Parchment and Jermaine Johnson? I think from that standpoint, I think they're going to handle it a lot better. And that's been one of their biggest problems for oh, boy, they fall off a several years. Yeah. Is, is if they're, they melt down. First yeah. big play that happens against them. Like, here we go. Yeah. Can you bar the door? Yeah, North Carolina game, they just, you know, the time ran out. But I mean, right. they would have, if they had played another quarter, they might have lost by 20. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, so that's the, and I thought, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll see. It's all talk. I get it. But the way, and that's one of the things Mike Norvell talked about it when I interviewed him a couple weeks ago was the way they handled those last few weeks during COVID when they're getting called out for being chickens against Clemson and all these games are getting canceled and they're having to practice and they don't even know if they're going to get to play and they've had a bad season. They're two and six. The fact that the the way they came out against Duke, and it, I know it was Duke, and I don't even know if Duke wanted to be there, so I'm not going to put too much into that game, but Florida State did want to be there. That That is what – and then and then Norvell says from, from January 1st on – 
he's it's been like a different team. That's what you have to, and I think that's where it translates in those moments, the Georgia Tech game, or you know, all these games you can point to where things were going pretty well, and then something went bad, and they just folded. Almost every one of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think literally. <laughs> Even think, the Louisville game was close for a while. Well, you just, go down and score right away, and you have the fame dribbling the football yeah. play, uh, and then you immediately give up a score, and the next thing you know, it's like giving up that score. And then there was a drop. Yeah. There was a drop pass. That, yeah. Oh, that was a big drop pass. That, that just it just like deflated them. Mm. Um, but as far as Jermaine Johnson, and I don't know who else he has. Parchment. Parchment. I mean, I think look, man, Parchment two years ago, sixty-five catches for a thousand yards or whatever. I mean, he's got to have. I think he's got to be a guy that catches 55, 60 passes, and it's got to be. He's know, their number one, right? He's yeah. got to be their he's number one. Guy. Their number one. He has yeah. to be, and if yeah. he's not, it's a disappointment. It was a, a bad acquisition. Or maybe uh, Pokey just takes a huge leap. It's and possible. Keyshawn takes a huge leap. It is fair to say, and Aslan makes this point all the time. I don't always agree with it, but but I do think it's fair to say a better quarterback play is going to improve those guys. I mean, yeah. it's not really fair to judge Ontario Wilson based on who's been playing quarterback here. Yeah, man, get the ball the on time. Yeah. Put your foot in the ground and throw the ball in rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have a true passing attack. Jermaine Scoot Johnson, up. seven sacks, eight sacks? Would no, be. I had ten. <laughs> Got to be ten. Uh, yeah. I We're not know. seeing ten not, sacks. Uh, uh, I'll go with seven. seven oh, nah, man, come on. Ten. They, 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 they're going to have to... Well, yeah, they're going to probably double-team him a lot. I was going to say, they're going to yeah. help. Yeah. They're going to help. When, when they're looking at where they want to slide the protection. Probably be towards him. Miles right. writes, gentlemen, what's more surprising, Nico Baldor reaching base multiple times the last couple of weeks or Ngom catching a singular entry pass? 2022 is his year, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, Better people. be. I tell you what, I legitimately didn't realize, I'd, or I guess I'd forgotten, I don't want to be rude, that Baldor was still on the team. Like, because he seems like he's been here for a while. Well, he, he had was only a 10 plate appearances prior to the big game at Notre Dame. And then all of a sudden, he's like part of the lineup. But like, he started, you know, two years ago. Yeah, he did. He wasn't any good two no, years but ago. No, but he played. Yeah, yeah. So but he played. Yeah. And then in baseball, if a guy starts and loses his job, a lot of times, there's a lot of schools out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, well, he had already transferred from Miami, too. Right. Yeah. He's had a lot of. I, I think it is well starting traveled. to see him succeed. It is. I didn't think he was very good at baseball. Yeah, but good for him. But good right? for him is right. That's stick to itiveness and then some. But wait till you see Nagam next year. I mean, I'm telling you. I, you know what I might do? I may call Coach Stan Jones and say, can I just come over and watch you work with – mold that clay mm. during this offseason? Please document it. I could use an encouraging <laughs> word or two uh, about Ngom's play. I – Telling we, you. We've never been further apart. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yeah, I sure hope so. Zach writes, can someone explain how RPI works in baseball? Knowles win two of three and drop. Clemson moves up after losing two of three. That doesn't make any sense. Also, do you think FSU was snubbed as a host site this year? I don't know about that. It's not like they've been incredible. Yeah, they weren't a they, juggernaut that got looked over. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're right on the cusp of top 16, 18 teams in the country. So I don't know if it's a snub. It's just a dumb process. The, it's a really dumb process. And the fact that they're 48th. They dropped 11 spots for beating Clemson. Clemson rose two spots um, is really bizarre. It has to do with the people you beat, how they performed. So like Meat said, Pitt got, I think Pitt got swept this weekend or lost two of three Did anyway. They? So that hurt Florida State because Pitt swept Florida State, and now that loss doesn't look as – it's not as excusable because Pitt just got swept. But at the same time, he's like, well, we swept Miami at Miami, and they won two or three this weekend. So that should have evened it out, and it didn't. So who knows? Who, literally, who knows? Warren Nolan, maybe he knows. Man, this is uh, 
This is something. This is a toughie right here, everybody. Jason writes, knowing the Shawshank poop pipe that FSU fans have slogged through the last few seasons. <laughs> okay. All right. Should the Knowles actually upset Notre Dame to start the season? Yay or nay on a storming of the field? Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, Jason. No. Golly. First of all, you never storm the field on what will be a... I don't know what a, a middling Notre Dame team this it's year. It's also like a weeknight, like it's a school Sunday, night. Sunday it's a night. Sunday That's not night. A school night though. It's the first it's game it's of Labor the Day. Year. Yeah, yeah. It's the first game of the year. You're no, not, no, no, you can't. There's no, no there, there, no. there really isn't a team Florida State could beat other than Clemson. Alabama. No, no, uh, you better you not. Don't storm. Uh, you the field don't storm. Clemson. I just don't think you should storm the field. Like Florida, Florida State's State above is it. above storming the field. I will tell you if that in some weird world we were playing Notre Dame. I mean Alabama next year. And Alabama is who they are, and yeah. we are we, who we are right now. You'd jump on the field, wouldn't you? I'd storm the field. Like, if Florida State wins 27-24, look at that. Jeff Cameron is sprinting onto the yeah, field. Where's he going? Taking where's, off my shirt. What's he yeah. running to? <laughs> you go taunt Saban like that Miami guy yeah, did to Cismacia. Yeah. Do you uh, – was it no? It was a. Uh, it wasn't Cesar Messi. It was the uh, who was the kicker before? Bethia. Ba- ba- yeah, oh, Bethia. 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 Yeah, um, But more importantly, I do think the next time I play a fantasy football, I think my team's gonna be called the Shawshank Poop Poop Pipe. Poop Pipe. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, when I read that, I went, "Oh man!" I thought he was just gonna ask if everybody like goes and raises their hand to hand the sky, to the but sky. he's asking about his store. They're, like the only time it's happened, right, was the Florida game in '96. I was on the field for that game. And hey, let me ask you a question: How did it work out? How'd that work out? How did, well, the, how did the college the football gods... The system screwed us. And, and a month later, yeah. you're watching Florida pound Florida. It's just not a good look. Don't do it. That, no. that You angered the gods when also, you're one of the best the programs in the country. Also, that is the gift of a national title Florida's ever going to receive or any team's ever going to go see because in, in no way, shape, or form would that have ever been done under any other system than that bull nonsense yeah. that we're... Yep. Oh, let's, just re- let's have them rematch. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, they do it. They did it two years before. Just, just rematch them. Just play them again. Ridiculous. Seminole Headlines, 9790. It's been radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Craig writes, which would you rather have? Jameis back at quarterback this next season and have to relive all of the off-field shenanigans? Or would you rather have Jimbo back as head coach with all the headache he created by being, you know, Jimbo? Hmm. Jimbo. Uh, well, Jimbo. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no. What were the options again? You either get Jameis back next year, but you ha- it accompanies all of the off-the-field stuff we no. had to deal with, Oof. or you get Jimbo back dealing with Jimbo. I don't know, man. I mean, I... I, get, I grew really tired of the, the, the wild and... Uh, I could. I don't think I could do the Jameis stuff again. Well, here, I could do Jimbo saying, better. I, I grew weary of the, uh, it, to some degree intentional misinformation and the dissemination of that uh and and sort of this this sense of always having to defend yeah um partly because it was less about defending Jameis per se but also the half truths and in and, and, right. and I don't know that that was a not a great time for journalism well you think about like the the story about the coaches show um the New York Times did, and then uh, the, the when when the uh, Ant nor his Jameis's dad had the gall to come on the field or something. When well, after uh, the big Louisville comeback, just just it was yeah. everybody trying to say to their journalist friends, "Look, I took a shot at him too." Yeah, look, I'm no, I'm standing it, it up got, for it too. It's like, man, it's 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 tired. It's but done. it was also there was also a level of gross misinformation sure. that was being used at and. Sp- it, 
it launched other stories based on, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, so, but Jimbo, we wouldn't get to watch practice. Now we get to watch practice. So would you rather be able to watch practice and deal with Jameis or... Well, James, the player, was a joy to watch. There's no question about that. No, I mean, but, that. but dealing with the uh, everything the, the, that accompanied it, that's yeah. a good question because it's going to be cool to be able to watch practice and to be able to have and be able to talk to players that we wouldn't be able to. But also, if Jameis was on this team, it would be a lot better. And you'd think, okay, they could win eight or nine games, and this will be a fun an team to cover. Answer like anything yeah, you say tough one. is going to be. Yeah, it's a good question though. It is tough. I'd rather I, have Aguayo back. I think I would go with Jameis. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I mean, here's the thing, man. The team would be better. And, well, and, and, well, the and, question is, is what are, are we? Is the motivation our personal satisfaction and our personal experience or what's best for the program? Because I think those are two different questions. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't like the way I – I never liked the way I felt on Sunday evenings driving in here to do the interview. <laughs> so I think I'd rather have James. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, okay, and, well, the, and, and from a program standpoint, you know, like what – the com- like the, the thing you hear the most now about Jimbo is why didn't we give him what he wanted? Why didn't we the administration? Uh, why didn't they take him seriously? History on this, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, there's, there's never going to be history a, on all of it, right? There was never going to be a hey, are you happy now? You know what I'm saying? Like no, was, he couldn't be. So so that so that part of it to me that that the the strain and stress that that created for the people on the staff. And the people in the administration. Oh, and you could feel it, the I mean, weight yeah. of it everywhere you went. You felt it in the press box. It was bizarre. I mean, you could feel that weight, right. that tension at all times. I do wonder this, and we'll move on. I wonder, because everybody learns from previous mistakes, and everybody learns from things that, you know, in retrospect, they wish they could do something different, and that they, you know, I remember Bill Belichick saying about his time in Cleveland, um, you know, at one point, it was written about years later that he was such a control freak that he mistreated one of the secretaries, okay? And he regretted that because he felt like years later, how you treat anybody is how you treat everybody within an organization mm. and how they'll respond accordingly. And so everybody from the very top to the very bottom have to be in lockstep. So he vowed when he got his next chance not to ever do that again, not to be dismissive of people no matter their role, Right. So I wonder, and I haven't spoken to anybody at Texas A&M, but I'd love to talk to the the version of me that's there and say, what's your interaction like? What's it like when you talk with him? Do you get to do interviews, and what's he like to you? Yeah. Is he, you know, is he bipolar still? I mean, what's the, that like? Yeah, the early reports from talking to people who have contacts on that staff is that it was no different. But maybe now they're having some success. Maybe, you know, but I, I don't They had know. a good year. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. That quarterback he's got is good, man. I watched the their spring one? game. Yeah, he's good. Well, I mean, he's got to be better than Kellen Mond. He's, he's sucked really, this kid, he And that's what's a little scary is this kid puts it on people. People prattle and on about Kellen Mond. I'm I like, know. He's the guy holding them back. Yeah, this, he wasn't very good. Yeah, no, this, he, he this, wasn't very good at all. The kid they got now. And now the, he did. Had, he took some sacks. I think he had a couple turnovers. So he may be prone to some mistakes. Hey, man, this isn't Aggie headlines. Well, I'm just, You can go to people, College Station and follow Jimbo. <laughs> just and saying talk the about people that are hoping that Jimbo falls back to earth this year, that, that quarterback's a, yeah. a real deal.
Okay, let's get to the questions then. I got I to gotta find them on Twitter. Uh, you guys talk amongst each other. Hey, let's talk about Horizons Bar and Grill, Corey. Boom! Ooh, there you go. Look at my man what? stepping in strong. They are. Uh, they got you in town, so we, we got to be making a stop. Soon. Oh, I'll be over there. Sure. Again, I won't tell people when and I won't tell. I, I was going to say when and where. Tell you you know where it is. Tell them where it is, Ira. It's at Bannerman Crossing, which is uh, on Thomasville Road, northeast side of town, right off of Thomasville Road. My wife and Bannerman I went there Road. Saturday night for dinner. Nice. Oh, did you? And I What'd saw you have? Mike, shook his hand, said hello yet again. Did you have your same old, same old, or did you go off the cuff always, a little bit? Always, man. I always get that shrimp. It is so good. Shrimp tacos. They have several varieties, but I, I yes, absolutely. That's you got a got. Cigar City? I did get a Cigar City highlight. Nice. Good call. You nice. got me. Yeah, okay. that's what I did. Yeah. I think Kim, last time we went, she had like a chicken dish, like a grilled chicken dish, which she loved. And, uh, That's what Christy got this time. There you go. It's called the California chicken or the yeah, Baja something chicken. Like that. Something like that. Yeah, really and, good. Uh, but yeah, Kim, uh, Alexa and I are still sticking strong with the uh, 38 gr- uh, fried chicken sandwich. That's it great. Is, yeah, it's really good. It, it, you know, they have the big chicken sandwich mm-hmm. wars these days. That would compete they, with them. They might they, they might win the whole thing. It's really good. I'm telling you, we haven't. Uh, when I go, though, because I haven't had the mac and cheese bites in a minute. They're on there. I know they are. And I ate them so much back at the old place. That I was like, okay, I don't need to do that for a while, I, but I, I miss them. And they're I mean, better had, at the new place. Yeah, and they are. I, I had a I had a bite of one, but I'm going to order them. Dude, I'm now just order. you're so frou frou, man. My man's over here with the charcuterie board. That's yeah, I go with the charcuterie. Anymore. The pimento cheese, guys, gang. I'm telling you, get the charcuterie. That pimento cheese is ridiculous. Roger writes, did Santa Clara see a tendency of our goalie and take advantage of it? Yay, sausage. I think so, Roger. Well, they yeah, like Iris said, they had the advantage of watching her with against nine penalty kicks in the previous two games. And, and one of the things that I was talking to somebody on the staff, they said that you know Krikorian is so, you know, like any smart coach, like when they do penalty kicks in practice and things like that, like he does not let FSU staff film, like the sports information people mm-hmm. and that are shooting practice or anything like. Doesn't want them to shoot them, or when they're, when they're in a no, game. No, when they won a game, when they won a game, this was a few years ago. They won a game on PKs, and you know Seminoles.com is on it. the field. He's like, don't post the video of that winning goal. So I mean, that's that's because we don't want them to know where the he's shot Bill went. Bill Belichick yeah. over there, but but and for good reason. Yeah. But then you have to do it three games in a row. It's not yeah. ideal. Secrets out. Uh, so really quick, we got Jason asking us for Netflix recommendations. I got to tell you, I've been slacking lately. Corey's always the guy to go to for this, Corey. Lately, come back to me. Something new. Come back to me. I haven't watched anything new lately. Yeah, I have, but I'm it's it's I'm on the pressure so right much. now. I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm, there's I'm, so I'm, much. He's put, gonna, put him on. I'm the choking line. right here. Yeah. I'm gagging. I can't think. You of sure something. you didn't watch something like really recently? Didn't you tell me to watch something? Hey man, let me think get about it. Together, it. Let me Corey, think about it. I'm going to get on Netflix right now and look at uh, recently watched. Um, <laughs> Cameron, I feel like he's making a trip to the mound. Yeah, and you're like, and I'm not giving him the right answers. Let's go. Like, how are you feeling? I I could go. No, that's not what I asked. Uh, okay, all three of you are simultaneously standing in the goal in PKs against the Lady Knowles. How many goals do you give up, and why are they all Corey's fault? <laughs> all three of Mike. us mm-hmm. at a time? Oh, we're, we're not a giving lot. up a lot of goals. We're three, three, three in the goal. There. There's, There's three, three of us in the goal? Ira, we're not giving up a lot of goals. I mean, dude, they'd have to hit it right at me. You see how hard they kick the Ira, ball? You're, you're but not, you're not ducking you're not, out of the way, you're not man. You're ducking out of the way. You're not soft. And, they're, and PKs are a little bit more delicate than, uh, you know, Direct kick from outside the Would box. Would it be a bad look if I was doing the thing like they do when they're making the wall and I like cover up? Co- no, it's a good look. That's it's understood. You got to cover up the boys, <laughs> but not in goal. You can't. I need you to put your arms up That's and make a saying. stop. Couldn't and you just turn around, turn your back to Actually, them? Actually, Mike, I'm gonna be honest with you. We stop almost every one of them. Oh, I don't think we stop not, any. Oh, n- nonsense. I think our reactions, if you only have to cover a small, like you only have to cover where your arms That's go. That's correct. Between the three of us We're, across I'm the goal. I'm still covering up 
something else. The no. problem with that, you have the reaction time to a, get a finger on it. Get your get hand, a hand on up. it. Man. No, we're not giving up a lot of goals. We're not. We're out not. of 10, I'd say we give up one or two would sneak in. Yeah. With Ira yeah. Jones one running out of the way. One, yeah. one or two. And insane. they would have to be, first of all. They're going in the top corner. That's a hard one to make. To it. First of all, we make. saw yesterday they can't hit with their aim. <laughs> so I don't even want to hear that. We'll be fine. They're not always going to hit that top corner. Be awesome with the first one. Like Corey and I dive into each other and knock each other out. <laughs> yeah. And then Jeff's left. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Um, all right. We don't have many Twitter. Questions. I don't know if I've said the Mine Hunter. Mine Hunter. I've seen Mine Hunter. We've well, all seen he Mine asked. Hunter. I don't know if he's seen it. Mine Hunter is really good. I'm just going over what I've seen. Um, there's a show called Feel Good. Um, What's that? It's it's a it's a. These it's are a, not ringing endorsements, folks. It's a really good show. So what I do is I go to Rotten Tomatoes and I go stop doing that. I go stop to their their top rated shows on Netflix and the ones that got a hundred percent from the critics. I'll watch that. Feel Good was one of them. It's about a lesbian comedian in London okay. who falls in love with, with someone and just that, the, and she's got a little bit of, she's got some mental issues a little bit, a, a commitment issues, attachment oh, issues. Say, wait Sorry. Minute, wait a minute. What's going and, on uh, It's Lisa Kudrow's in it. She plays the mom. Yeah. It's good. It's called, know. it's called Feel Good. It's only six episodes, but I liked it a lot. Okay. So there you go. Mindhunter hey, is always my go-to. Go go-to. watch a short film on YouTube called Two Strangers Meet Five Different Times. It's 12 and a half minutes long. There you mm. go. It's really okay. good. Yeah. I saw the uh, Bob Odenkirk movie. Heard it was good. It's crazy. It's I like, heard it was fun. It's yeah, it is. It's like John Wick, but yeah. he's John Wick. Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah, it is. It's pretty good. I it's entertaining. It I heard it was. I've been uh, yeah, man. I've been more focused on podcasts and I'm, the whole Joe Rogan thing, like these three hour shows. Well, you also want to roll your eyes at Joe half the time. He's yes, on, I do. But, yes, but yes. you know, Dave Chappelle for three hours, right. Elon Musk for three hours. I know you did it at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that was that was That's bad. Crazy. I, I almost texted you. I woke up last night at two fifty seven a.m. inexplicably, but because it's what we do as we get close to yes. fifty, just no reason at all. Wide awake always. And I was sitting there and I thought, what do I do? It's three. I can't fall back to sleep. It's too early to actually pop in a three hour podcast. I, I was I'm listening to one called The Last Archive that I love. Uh, I'm also listening to a podcast called Stay Away from Something McGill. Um, and you would like that. Okay. It's it's uh, both of you would. Uh, what the hell? I'll pull it up right now. It's called Stay Away from Matthew McGill. It's an interesting. It's a it's a true podcast. It's interesting. But is there there's like a, there's a better than ten percent chance that Elon Musk is the evil villain in our movie and he's gonna take over the world, right? I mean, there's like it's better than better than five percent chance. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. taking. <laughs> they're, they're, we're not put up satellites. Well, you watched him. Did you see him in the sky? I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's crazy. like so he's gonna control all of our communication now with his satellites, and he's. I mean, I don't know, man. Does he have kids? Elon scares me a little bit. He, he got married. Does he have kids? Like, are they going to take over the world when he dies? We've got all his automated cars. We've got, I mean. Is it going to be like Musk versus uh, Bezos? Is that going to be our Godzilla versus King Kong? By the way, I saw that. That's a great recommendation. I, I'll get that out, too. Godzilla versus King Kong. Maybe the best movie of the decade. Really? No. <laughs> but you did have to see it? I, wa- I didn't it. have to. I was like, Brady, let's watch this. This will be something. It's a Saturday night. Let's watch something. Somebody told me that the, um, what's the what's the martial arts where they kill each other? Uh, it was a video game. Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Oh. Somebody told oh. me that Mortal Kombat was fantastic. Oh, the, the new, I heard the opposite. That it was so over-the-top absurd, it was intentionally absurd, that ah. it's great. Like, almost like Starship Troopers or whatever, which was hilarious. Like, that's what this is. Oh, well, those yeah. things. Then you 
you have to go into it with the right mindset. Oh, you got to know that it's dumb and it's, it's intentionally crazy. It's I remember just, the first Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, which one of the worst movies ever it's made. It's terrible because the whole cool thing about Mortal Kombat was the fatality. The fatalities. You could rip the heart yeah, out and well, eat I it think and, this and one they do. put it in a doggy bag. I think in this but one it, they do. But in that Mortal, the first Mortal Kombat yeah. movie, it was like PG. Yeah, nobody was doing it. There was no blood even. No, it's no. like, what is this? Isn't Mortal Kombat? Yeah, you this need just a walk in the park. And, and all of them to shoot their things and pull them over. Yeah, and rip their skin off so they're just a skeleton. We'll come back and wrap it up. Blissfully so. Seminal Headline. Lines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. We're out of questions, guys. What do you want to talk about? I also wanted to uh, recommend that F1, the Formula One documentary. The Formula One documentary. The Strive Turn to Advance, whatever it's called. There you go. That's much better. <laughs> Turn it off his mic. I'm waiting for uh, Ted Lasso to come back, I think in August. There's no way that's going to live up. That's the that's the oh, my only fear with that is there's no way it's going to be. Yeah, as good one as great the first season, and you call it a day. That's what. I, yeah, you know, don't you think? It's difficult, man. It's like um, it's not the same, obviously, genre. But when you get a series that knocks it out in year one, you're really nervous. Like True Detective has two good seasons, but and then it goes. Oh, no, it's yeah. shaky. <laughs> so you just and you're so sad when that happens. Is my mic? On? Oh, my mic is on. So I'm looking at the the Florida State golf team. Uh, they're playing as we as we yeah, record. Yeah, we're going to update it right now. Yeah, so they're minus twenty four for the tournament. They're minus seven today. Our man John Pock is only at even par. He had a he'll be fine. He had a double and then two straight bogeys after that. So he he's, he's a little he, shook. He's a little shook. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about uh, <clears throat> no, that was it. But they have another so, kid at minus three. Vincent another Norman, minus two. And they yeah. also have a freshman. Yeah. Keep going. So no, Brett Roberts is minus three. Sorry. Yeah. Corey did his interview with John Pock the other day. I know you've interviewed him too. He's an awesome kid. Great everybody kid. everybody raves about him. I think we talked about this briefly before, but. The whole thing with like having your kid take 900 shots a day, I, like I wonder how many, like what would you say percentage of people think that's is a parent? Like taking your 12 year old kid and having him shoot 900 shots a day, like how many, what percentage of the population thinks that's insane? That parent or, or, and what percentage thinks? Oh, that's an interesting question because it is insane. So, uh, it's not healthy. In this case, the outlier. Is true. It worked out. That's what I was going to say. And the fact, not only did it work out with him being successful, but, but he's also well adjusted and yeah. he likes his dad. Yeah, it worked but out well. It for seems them. like the odds were it was not going to go that way. That's correct. Now you may end up creating a monster on the golf course. Tiger Woods is undeniably one of the two best players in the history of golf. His relationship with his father was horrible. We were led to believe but just otherwise. people in general. Yeah, well, and he's had a hard time, right? We were led to believe otherwise, but we now know about Tiger that he was miserable the entire time that he rose to prominence. You know who called this? I don't even know if you remember this conversation. I don't know if we've talked about it since that time. Uh. You and I and Meat were down in Tampa or wherever they were. They were playing. Legends Field against the Yankees. Yeah, and you, the three of us were talking and before, like, away from the field, and uh, they, it all had just broken. Everything with Tiger had just broken. Right. And Meat said... And I, I don't think he'd care about me no, saying this. No, I don't think he cares. That that was going to ruin him. That that it getting out, it getting exposed, and him having to change his lifestyle and not abuse people the way he was abusing women, not mm. physically, but yeah, yeah, just not the way he was yeah. treating them. That that he what he said was with some of those guys. That's what makes them tick. That's what's their like superpower. Their power play, and that gives them that invincibility because they they don't they don't. They feel like they're above everything else. They do whatever they want. He said it, man, and I was like, "You're crazy, dude." He's going to be Tiger Woods again, and he—I mean, he's come back. He's close. come back, and he's won majors since that incident. But, but they yes. definitely had but a just the one. Well, but he called he, it in real time. That was—I'll never forget that. He also, 
Yeah, and I and I think there's something to that, but I would also argue that it's a confluence of events with him because yeah, he was back. also a myriad of injuries. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had all kinds of issues. I think that the most stunning thing the documentary pointed this out. Armageddon's book pointed it out. So did the Big Miss. Um, that that pointed it out as well. I read that book. It points out that the lie that, and Nike did a good job of carefully orchestrating this. Tiger did a good job of orchestrating this. And of course, his dad attempted to orchestrate it early on. This idea that he was incredibly close to Earl Woods yeah. is insane. He hates him. He's buried in the middle of nowhere in a, on a grave that is basically unmarked in like Kansas. Yeah. Tiger Woods is a billionaire. He could have a shrine to his dad somewhere near where he lives. None of that's true. You can't even find his grave. He hated him. His dad was an ass. He was an unfaithful ass. He was a mean man in the sense that, I mean, who does that? Who takes his three-year-old out to a golf course jingling keys in their ear as they try to hit a golf shot? Yeah, Psychopaths. Earl Woods. Earl Woods. Yeah. yeah. Now he did create one of the two greatest golfers of all time. But I do think when people hear John Pock's story, and it's and it worked out, it did well. work out. Yeah, but that's an outlier. But I mean, you know, I think you're going to have parents getting their kids out there hitting 900 shots. Well, and I also think it's uh, this is an interesting topic because I think well, the difference though is that the dad in that instance saw that his son is a 12 year old who had just picked up the sport a couple years ago was, was already breaking par. Yeah, he was breaking par. And right. so you're like, okay, as a dad, there's a fine line between okay, this kid just wants to go play video games. Or he's got this unique talent, and that's and I want to now. Maybe nine hundred swings should be a hundred. You know what I mean? But you you do you, sometimes a parent has to parent, and you have to say, look, you have no a, question, and you, you have are a really getting to the to the really crux of the issue that I love because I think it's the hardest thing for all of us. Whether your kid has a gift academically, athletically, or whatever it might be, how far up to the line do you push them to get the most out of this thing that they have? And and really. Sometimes it's not anything they've earned. They just have it. They got the best of you and your wife and your, your father and your mother and everybody else that contributed to their DNA. And you, you feel like you owe it to them to get the most out of that. Like you won the lottery, kid. You were born really smart. Some kids are born dumb as a brick. No fault of their own. Yeah. But you got to get the most out of this gift now. I've got to push you because your default mode is to be lazy. All kids are lazy. Yeah. And yet... If I cross that line, I right. fracture that relationship forever, and we never get it back. Well, in the challenge, Woo. we and I think you and I had this conversation when Bryce was younger because you know he's a really sm smart kid. Molly, yeah. when she was you know young, just you know, it was obvious you know she was going to be gifted. Like I mean, you know, Brady's a really bright kid too, and with bright, gifted kids academically, sometimes they are wired in a way that more pressure just makes it worse. Yes, and and so if you're driving them hey man you got a chance to go to stanford you got a chance to go yeah. to harvard you realize you could do something pushing, that we've all dreamt of doing right we you know we just had a lot of people advise us that that might not be it might come to stanford but it might not be the best yeah, i had a, I had a kind of uh a, a enlightening moment this weekend brady was batting and i i probably pitch more to him than any dad on the team just bp by ourselves because i have a job where i'm not at office like i can go, yeah, you can go and do i have an hour free i can go take him to the field and he was so nervous and every time he'd foul one off, he'd like shake his head and mope. And I'm like, dude, this is me. Like yeah. he thinks he's disappointing yeah. me because he didn't hit a rocket Ooh, right that's there. A toughie. And I'm like, Brady, we, I was like, you, you look like you're miserable every time you go up to bat. Like I know in practice it's practice, but that's so the games can be fun. Like go up there and show off, like treat it that yeah, you're showing fun. off. And he doesn't, he's, he's so put so much pressure on himself that I'm like, you know what? I'm done. And I didn't say it to him. I told it yeah, to his thought. mom. I'm not, I'm not taking him to the field anymore. If he wants to practice on his own, he can. But clearly, clearly, he looks like he's going to squeeze the bat in half. 
he looks so nervous at the plate and he's still an okay, he's still doing fine he's still hitting well but not that that's the point but the point is he looks tortured and he says i even said like is that because i'm here like i it might not be a coincidence that the home run you hit this year was when dad was in tallahassee <laughs> and the buzzer beater you hit when you played basketball was when dad was, when was, dad was in tallahassee so i'm like i i think that's on me he's like no no i promise it's not i'm like i well, think well, it what's might he gonna be. say well right yeah. but i'm like he's like i'm putting pressure on myself i'm like yeah man but i think I think you think if you don't, if you make it out, you're letting your dad well, down. Well, you get into father-son relationships too, and it's there's a different. Oh, dynamics. you're gonna bring up the father-son stuff. I hate God, it. I wish I had a father-son relationship. You had one. You had a good I one. wish my dad yeah. could put pressure on me right now. <laughs> Those were the days. And on that note, for Corey Clark and Ira Chappelle, I'm Jeff Cameron. Take care, everybody. Seminal headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee sports monster.